from WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, your Valley Free Radio Station. Welcome. I'm Warren Odestulet, and this is A Baha'i Perspective. Welcome to A Baha'i Perspective. I recorded an interview with Steve Zatt on April 8, 2019. Steve's a singer-songwriter and composes songs with Baha'i themes. His most recent collection of songs is called Jumpstart to Eternity. We feature a number of his compositions in the interview from the album, and he gives us some insights on the inspiration for composing a song and what to look for when listening to a song. I started the interview by asking Steve where he grew up. And what was religious life like growing up? I was actually born in St. John, and we lived here for a couple of years, St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. Then we moved to a small town in Prince Edward Island, a small island province in Canada, and the town was called Montague. Dad was a music teacher and played music a lot, and he was the organist and choir director in the Catholic Church, so... I was singing at a pretty young age. I went to Mass every Sunday. It was pretty close to the church, so that was our family rhythm for Sunday mornings. Go to church, come home, and have bacon and eggs, and singing. And Dad was much a big part of the, the musical aspect of that. How about music? How did music play out for you as you were growing up? Well, I didn't discover the guitar until kind of late in my musical life, but I sang in that choir. And also, uh, my parents are immigrants from Holland. And so uh, in Prince of Island, we had a Dutch choir singing at a lot of multicultural events. And and they were all in Dutch. I don't really speak it, but I, I still remember some of the songs. So we just did a lot of singing. I remember I was around 14 years old and I didn't really know really what my future was like, and I didn't really know what I was good at. And we had this guitar that was hanging on the wall. It was almost more of an ornament. And I just happened to ask, ask my father, I said, hey, uh, what, what are the notes of the string? So I kind of got it in tune with the piano, and, and I just discovered this love and sort of an aptitude that I hadn't really known was there. So... So right now I, I do some guitar teaching. So I'm always excited that maybe that I'll encounter that person who will discover a guitar the same way I did and discover, the, you know, that gift within themselves. Steve, what was your spiritual journey that led you to the Baha'i faith? So we grew up in the Catholic environment and I enjoyed that. And I remember really being moved by Jesus Christ Superstar. It was all more of a spiritual experience in my early life. I really was moved by the story. But then as I started studying the world and we had National Geographics, I remember reading them and kind of, I couldn't really square it. If I'd see this beautiful woman with her child and that was Hindu and I couldn't get over the fact that I was in the right religion and this person somehow was in the wrong one. So I didn't know how to sort that out. So I just kind of didn't think about it for a while. And at uh, one point, my sister, I, I had heard that she had become uh, a member of this religion that I'd never heard of before called the Baha'i Faith. And this was a time uh, around the Jonestown incident. And I was a little 
concerned, suspicious. And, and so we had a good chance to talk about it. And I, rem- I remember what she said to me. She explained progressive revelation, whereby the founders of the world's major religions are, are like teachers in grades that teach mankind according to its uh, intellectual capacity. And, and so it's progressive. And there's no right or wrong religion. They're all just taking humankind down various stages. And instantly it removed many of my issues and, and questions. I remember saying this to her. I said, well, geez, you know, I, I must be a Baha'i because that's like the first thing that that I've ever heard, really, that makes so much sense. So I didn't become a Baha'i right away. I was playing in a rock band and enjoying that. Not that they are necessarily mutually exclusive. No, no. But I was enjoying a certain lifestyle. A rock band lifestyle. <laughs> But my sister was patient and loving, and uh, and then she announced that she had cancer. And so we talked more, and eventually she succumbed to the cancer, and I went to her funeral. I was terribly, incredibly moved by the, the beauty of the writings that were chosen for the funeral. And I got a drive. It was in Charlottetown, PEI. And I got a drive with this wonderful couple, uh, Bob and Shirley Donnelly. They're stalwarts of the Charlottetown Baha'i community. And they drove me uh, where I was living to in Halifax. And we just had a big, long conversation. And they gave me a book called Baha'u'llah in the New Era. I was pretty moved by all that. And I really had this sense of my sister in the next world loving me. And I would read the book and kind of drift away from the book, but get back to the book. And then one morning, I eventually said, that's it. I'm going to stop drinking and just quit and just see what happens, right? I figured it would be good economically and perhaps good for my own growth. And then I just kept on reading and encountered some Baha'is in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. And then I think I can remember the night when I'd visited them and we were reading something and I just remember that's when it was an intellectual, it went from being an intellectual exercise to my heart. That's that's the the night it went from my head to my heart. And that's when I knew that I had to do something about this and I decided to become a Baha'i. So I'm speaking with Steve Zatt, singer-songwriter who's produced a number of CDs and we'll be going and sampling some of his music in this interview. In fact, we can start that now, Steve. I had asked you to pick a number of songs that we could sample on the interview. So the first one I'd like to have you talk about is your song called Low Watermark. Why don't you tell us about that one and what folks should listen to when they they hear the song? The music is generally that I've written and hopefully that we'll hear is uh, tends to be positive, but there was a a well-known tablet by the founder of the Baha'i faith is uh, Baha'u'llah, and this is called the Fire Tablet. And in this tablet, it's very lengthy, but it describes the torment of the messenger of God looking at the world the way it is and almost crying to God, there's so much injustice, where is the justice? Reminds me a little bit when Christ on the cross said, uh, oh, God, oh, why hast thou forsaken me? That notion of like <laughs> crying out. And I, th- I think if the manifestations, the messengers of God can feel that once in a while, you know, it's it's natural that people would. So I guess I, I was just kind of thinking of where we were in uh, 
where we are really at our time in civilization when uh, it seems like the beacons of justice and fairness and are hard to find, but they're there if you look. So the fire tablet actually has a great ending. This song is, I guess, a little bit of that expression of uh, where's the justice? When will we see it? Could it be soon? (laughs) So this is the song Low Watermark. What is- 
So I'm speaking with Steve Zatt, singer-songwriter who writes songs a lot about the Baha'i faith and what it means and historically some aspects of the Baha'i faith. And the song we just heard was called Low Watermark. Now the next song is called Cry Out. So Steve, why don't you tell us about that one? Well, as a songwriter, sometimes you're with a guitar and you're not exactly sure what to write. And uh, so I find when I have a purpose or a direction or, or somebody asks me to write something, it really actually helps the process out because then you can start thinking about what you're going to write about, what the subject is. And so in this case, there was a plan that the Baha'is in Atlantic Canada we're talking about just to talk about the faith more and I guess what we call teaching the faith. And so the plan was called the Marion Jack teaching plan. And there's a wonderful figure in the Baha'i faith. Her name is Marion Jack. And actually, she was born in St. John, New Brunswick, where I live right now. It was around 1921. She was quite an influential figure. And she did some great things and she was a tremendous artist and she actually lived in Sofia, Bulgaria during World War II because something that Baha'is will do is they will move to areas where there's no Baha'is and she was asked to go to Sofia, Bulgaria and she was even asked to leave and she refused to leave. So she was quite an impressive figure and so we thought we'd name this teaching plan over about Mary and Jack. So I thought I'd come up with kind of an anthem that would be singable because sometimes as a singer-songwriter you're some songs are singable and some songs aren't aren't really anthemic. So I just thought, oh, it needs a good anthem and a chorus that everybody can sing. And I read some of the prayers. That's where some of the uh, lyrical imagery comes from. And so, yeah, it's just a sing-along, uh, kind of a hands-in-the-air, kind of cry-out, kind of a great anthem, I guess. So this song is called Cry Out. Something astir in these provinces of Atlantic Canada. A people's hearts, they are now prepared for the message of Baha'u'llah. People seeking. questions we all face now more than ever we must all arise loose our tongues speak forth his praise cry out in the mountain cry out in the valley the forest the island and the sea there's a There'll be no turning back 
seen before with a, a sacred duty to perform. I dare we linger, dare we hesitate. A time does not stop, a does not wait. A decision, let it burn. La question de la Plus que jamais, c'est la tempe de chanter par tous ces So I'm speaking with Steve Zatt, singer-songwriter, and we just heard his song, Cry Out. And the next selection that I want to feature, Steve, is Joy and Pain. So why don't you tell us about that one? Well, I was reading this great writing by one of the central figures in the Baha'i faith. His name is Abdu'l-Baha. He was the son of the founder, Baha'u'llah, and Abdu'l-Baha was the interpreter and exemplar of some of Baha'u'llah's writings. And his writings are very accessible and great. And he was talking about the influences in our lives, about joy and pain, how if a spiritual focus only can only bring you joy. And the world tends to have pain, but those are also great opportunities and platforms for our, for our growth. So it, I, I, it's a little bit about going through our lives with these two opposing forces and being na- able to navigate through that and, and knowing what true joy really is. And, and something in this song, too, that I had fun with while recording it is a friend of mine, uh, Saeed Farugi. He's a wonderful santur player. He's a, a Persian man who, and the santur is a stringed instrument and uh, that's played uh, like a hammered dulcimer. So I wanted to have a Western kind of a folk style, but with a little Eastern flavor. So I was lucky enough to have him record with us. And there's even some dobro, some dobro style guitar, like a resophonic guitar in it. So it's a nice little blend of, uh, of cultures. So you'll hear Saeed playing his wonderful santour. So this song is called Joy and Pain. 
plucking on the six string, trying to chase these blues away. Naturally, my thoughts return to you. I think of how my life has changed for better, forever. Life ain't so bad. I'm just glad to be here with you. Troubled times don't mean much anyway If I fall, please pick me up to face another day Oh, joy and pain It's funny how you look at things and then you look away Taking life for granted Living day to day And then one day you say Hey, how'd I miss that anyway? Life can change And often should So be that as it may Hold the line Don't ever let this boat drift away Never mind those troubled times Don't mean much anyway If I fall, please pick me up To face another day Oh, joy and pain Oh, joy and pain When our hearts are dark Our souls in distress Us suffers us quite at all. Our joy gives us wings to soar, our spirits truly free to see the hidden mysteries of So I'm speaking with Steve Zatt, singer-songwriter, and we just heard his song, Joy and Pain. And the next selection, Steve, is called Heroes for Gold. Why don't you tell us about that one? Well, this was another song that I was asked to write. There was an event where somebody was being honored for their service to a community. 
but the guitar riff that the song starts with was a really interesting experience for me. We'll hear it at the very beginning. When I first became a Baha'i, you know, I was a musician, and there was this wonderful uh, friend and mentor who was living in Halifax. Her name was Ann Boyles. She was very encouraging of my artistic endeavors, and she was really excited to see what might happen when the faith met my art. And she was always encouraging me to, uh, it's like when the peanut butter gets to go with the chocolate, I guess. Like a, So she was always egging me on. And so she was uh, serving at the Baha'i World Center in Haifa, Israel. She was editing uh, a book there. And so she was, she was out of town. So while she was gone, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I was I just music was just coming out of me. And so I grabbed the guitar and I wrote that riff probably about two in the morning. And then a bunch of other ideas were happening and I was quite prolific and unusually so. When she came back from her service in Israel, I, where the Baha'i World Center is, I was excited to inform her of uh, what had been going on. I said, well, Anne, you know, you wouldn't believe what's what's happening. I've been writing all this music while you were gone. And so she kind of nodded and smiled. And in the, the Holy Land, uh, the world center, there are some very special shrines where the founders of the Baha'i faith, uh, the Bab and Baha'u'llah, are buried. And those are very holy sites. And Baha'is consider it to be the holiest sites. Baha'is go there for special prayers when they when they get to visit the Holy Land on pilgrimage or if they're working there. And, and so the prayers from the shrines are are very special. Uh, I, I kind of liken them to when you plug a guitar into an amplifier and the, and it's that much more amplified. I think the sh- the shrines are a little bit like that. So I told Anne, I said, oh, Anne, I've been writing all this music. And she said, oh, well, that's great. I'm sure, you know, you're getting a lot of love from your sister, uh, Teresa, in the next world. And and she said, oh, I said a couple of prayers for music while I was in the shrines. And my jaw dropped, really, when I thought of, thought about that. Because, A, the power of prayer anyway, and just the fact that somebody that, so loving and encouraging and, and doing that and being really affected by it. So that was that launched me into a way of writing music whereby, you know, trying to meditate, uh, trying to do things that were conducive to that creative process, answering some prayers and just, and, and just tapping into that spiritual source and to, for that creativity. It doesn't, doesn't always work, but when, uh, when I get in the zone, it really helps. And so this song sort of represents that zone you were in. Yes, it talks about role models as well, and being a great role model. But I, some of us may not even realize that we're role models, especially younger people. And they're all, there's always somebody to look up to somebody else. And I think if we can think about that, we can we can always be role models, and we can always have role models. And it's always great to get a little and give a little, I think, and be inspired by people who uh, inspire you to better yourself, you know, especially in guitar. There's lots of great guitar players that inspire me, right? And I teach as well. So I think that's a bit of a similar, similar situation. So here is Heroes for Gold. As I look up to you 
I can see how I want to be a shining example of the things I believe in the dark of the night. I can still hear that nightingale singing its sweet melody. But for now I digress to a world of uncertainty, pillars of truth.
So I'm speaking with Steve Zatt, singer-songwriter, and we're sampling some of his songs. We had just heard Heroes for Gold, and now we're going to listen to Who is Writing the Future. Steve, maybe you could tell us a little bit about that song. Actually, I'm kind of realizing a lot of my songs are songs people have told me to write. So this is a neat story. I was at a talk one time. It was being given by a a gentleman named Douglas Martin, and he was at the time serving on the Supreme Administrative Body for the Baha'i Faith, the Universal House of Justice. That institution actually works at our World Center in Haifa, Israel, and He's a Canadian man, and uh, he had a great talk, and I can't remember what it was about, but he was talking to people afterwards and greeting them, and I kind of got in line, and when we, I got to, the, to talk to him, he asked me what I did, like he was really interested, uh, and I said, well, I'm a musician and a songwriter, and he said, well, you should write a song about this document that the Baha'i International Community just released called Who is Writing the Future?, And I said, well, yeah, he's a tall man, kind of an impressive guy. And so I was nodded, gulped and nodded. Okay, sure. So then I said, well, I better read up on this document. And I don't know, 50 pages. It was, it's a great read. If you ever get a chance, it's called uh, Who is Writing the Future? So I said, well, how am I going to condense this into three verses and a few choruses? So I just read it and got some salient points. and, And I wrote the song. And then there was one summer, there was a, uh, what's called a summer school, uh, Baha'is attendees in the summertime, and Mr. Martin was speaking at that one. I uh, asked the organizers if I could play this song for Mr. Martin, so uh, I got to play it, and he couldn't quite remember the interaction, but I actually had a picture of him talking to me. So I showed him the picture, and I said, oh yeah, so you asked me to write this song, and here it is. So... uh, I played it on acoustic, which was probably more to his liking, but when I decided to record it, I made it into a bit of a hefty rock song, and it's got some uh, some lead guitar in it. I grew up listening to lots of great lead guitarists, uh, Eddie Van Halen and the like, so I thought I'd, uh, I'd let her rip a little bit on it, too, though. So this is called Who is Writing the Future? Presidents have gotta get back to the rudiments. The 20th century was quite a time. Sand and fiber optic line. The common together of all mankind. It's your story and it's mine. Who is writing? Who is writing the future? Seems like it's boundless 
While most of us don't have sustenance Who is writing, who is writing the future? I'm speaking with Steve Zatt, singer-songwriter, and we've been sampling some of his songs. We just finished hearing Who is Writing the Future, and the next one is called That's Me. So maybe you could, Steve, tell us a little bit about that song. Well, there's a lot to talk about here with this particular song, and I'll start by explaining something that Baha'is believe about death. So the song is about death or the next world. And something the Baha'is believe is that the world that awaits us is not unlike the world that awaits a baby while it's in the womb. The baby in the womb is developing its fingers and toes and pancreases and all the instruments that it'll need to be born into this world. In a like manner, in this world, we are developing other attributes that we will utilize as we are born into the the world that awaits us. If you think about the separation between the baby in the womb and the world that awaits it, like the baby's unaware of what what's coming. But we love that baby. We know about it and we sing to it and pray for it and rub the belly and and in a way we're kind of in the same world. 
This is a great metaphor for the souls that are in the next world that await our birth into that world. And while it's natural to grieve and to miss somebody, and I've had a number of individuals in my life who've died and passed on to the next world, so I've had a lot of opportunity to ponder this. So one of the Baha'i writings, uh, Baha'u'llah reassures us that these souls, that when they go to the next world, they're actually involved not only in loving us, but but inspiring us. And he, he says that uh, these souls are leavened, which leaveneth the world be, of being. These souls infuse us with creativity. So a friend of mine said, uh, you should write a song about my nephew who died. That's quite a thing to ask. And it's quite a thing to try and deliver as well. So I really thought long and hard about what kind of approach I would take. So I thought I'd uh, I'd write the song from the perspective of somebody who had gone to the next world, who is loving us from that world. So the the first lyrics are, when you're sitting in the dark, looking at the stars, I feel your love surrounding me. So how many of us have gone out and looked at stars? It's one of the things about bereavement and grief. We all experience it, right? So that was those were the first lyrics. And I said, oh, yeah, OK, I think I'm, that's the that's the way I'm going to write this song. So I wrote it and played it for my friend. She passed it along to her sister and her sister said, oh, these lyrics are so great. It'd be great if uh, somehow this was a book. Uh, I was at uh, a conference and there was a friend of mine, Susan Rose, and she's a visual artist. She said, oh, we should collaborate on something sometime. And I said, well, it just so happens I've got this got this song that we could use some illustrations. So we self-published the book and uh, we made a few copies of them and didn't sell them a ton, but there was a hospital in Halifax that used them and as a bereavement resource. So hopefully something will come of that particular song because the illustrations are lovely. So this is called That's Me. When you're sitting in the dark Looking at the stars I feel your love surrounding me so I'll send a little sign To show you I'm fine Many things are real that we can't see Will you miss me? I'm not that far You can't touch me But you feel my heart This bird has burst its cages under Eyes wide and filled with wonder Think of me and feel a little breeze That's me that's me, that's me, that's me I know some might say I was taken away And ask how this can be just unfair But these mysteries abound well, I'm not lost but found And my hope is that you won't despair Well, you miss me I'm not that far You can't touch me But you feel my heart An eagle flies overhead That song I sing gets in your head You get inspired and ask How can this be? That's me 
That's me, that's me, that's me And when that day comes, when you're born to this world eternal You will find me in an ocean of light From the highest peaks we'll gaze on what no pen can describe That's it from here, now you know I'm near, as well I'm in great company. So from time to time, I'll drop you a line, soon begins our sweet eternity. Will you miss me? I'm not that far. You can't touch me, but you feel my heart. This bird has burst its cage asunder Eyes wide and filled with wonder Think of me and feel a little breeze Oh, think of me, feel a little breeze That's me, that's me That's me, that's me That's me, that's me That's me I'm speaking with Steve Zatt, singer-songwriter, and we just listened to the song, That's Me. And you had mentioned, Steve, about the illustrated book, which can be a bereavement resource for folks, that you collaborated with Susan Rose. Is there a way that people can access that resource by any chance? Well, right now, the book it's not available online. Okay. But what I did recently do is I have a YouTube channel, Steve Zat Music, yeah. where a lot of these songs that we're listening to are available on YouTube. And That's Me is also on there with the illustrations that are uh, in the book. So you'll get a chance to enjoy them and see how Susan interpreted the lyrics. So that's one way you can enjoy it. And hopefully at some point the book will be published and it'll be widely accessible. So the next song is called Face to Face. So why don't you tell us about that one? I talked about my sister, Teresa, earlier. She was my first encounter with the Baha'i faith. And I talked about these souls in the next world who love us. And there's no doubt in my mind that I get a lot of that love from Teresa. I was just driving one day, actually, to where we grew up in Prince Edward Island. It was, I think, a Thanksgiving weekend, and it was going to go be with family. And just the lyrics came to my mind. Oh, my sister, when you see the master, won't you give him my warmest regards? I'll explain who the master is. I talked about Abdul-Baha, the son of Baha'u'llah, and he's a number of titles. And 
terms of endearment. So the master is one of them. And I just was thinking about her and because like, I was loving the figures of the faith and I, I imagined her consorting with them. And I it was just saying, hey, when you see Abdu'l-Bahá, just say hello. So when those lyrics came into my mind, I was driving and I was I said, oh, I can't forget this. So I pulled over and I found an old power bill in my glove compartment and scribbled it on the uh, paper. And then I picked it up later and I was able to kind of finish it later. But that's kind of how it started. And so the song references many of the heroes and uh, central figures of the Baha'i faith. And it also talks about that eventual sweet reunion that we get when we go to the next world and those souls await us. So this is called Face to Face. Oh, my sister, when you see the master, won't you give him my warmest regards? Oh, my sister, when you see the leaf, ask her to watch over me from afar. And when you see the blessed beauty, won't you thank him for the new heart? Well, I know someday I'll see you.
So I'm speaking with Steve Zatt, singer-songwriter, and we just heard his song, Face to Face. Steve, where can people find your music? You had mentioned your YouTube channel, but maybe you could remind folks about that and elsewhere that folks can find your music. I just actually got a lot of my music on YouTube somewhat recently, so I haven't really been the greatest marketer. So that's currently where you can hear all of that album, Jumpstart to Eternity. I had stevesat.com for a while, and it kind of got a little bit neglected. So I'll be kicking that in again. So that's a great, I guess, a great way to start hearing the music the YouTube channels, the best way right now, but there'll be better means of accessing that hopefully in the future. And that's Steve Zat, Z-A-A-T music on YouTube? Correct. The two A's are yep, the key. Two A's. So I'm speaking with Steve Zat, who's a singer-songwriter, and we had finished sampling music. Are all these pieces from Jumpstart to Eternity? All these pieces are. And the title is something that kind of relates to a lot about what we're talking about. I was at another talk. There's a gentleman named uh, William Hatcher. He was quite an, a heavy philosopher, and there was a lot about his talk that I that went way over my head. But there was one thing he said that stuck. He was talking about this idea that we're preparing for the next world, and it's the hardships that we have, and it's the resistance and sometimes the suffering and, and the tests that we have that speeds up our growth, our spiritual growth in a profound way, in, in a way as if you're lifting a dumbbell. If it's too light, there's really no resistance and not much growth. So if you uh, think of it that way, it's it's the hardships that really speed up. And it's like a jump start if we choose to do so, right? That's up to our volition in terms of how we want to grow. So I'm speaking with Steve Zatt, singer-songwriter, and you can find his music on Steve Zatt Music on YouTube, Zatt being Z-A-A-T. So Steve, you mentioned to me before we did this interview that you have a new project started. Why don't you tell us about that? Once I finished the recording, I've been kind of writing here and there. So one of the things Baha'is do is, of course, we organize globally and we set particular plans, like there'd be a four-year plan or a five-year plan. The focus has been on a number of things, like uh, these junior youth groups that we've been having and a number of other activities. This plan that we're in currently ends in 2021. So I've been writing songs that are directly related to these plans and activities that the Baha'i faith is and friends of the Baha'is are involved in, like these junior youth groups and devotional meetings and study circles. So this is all, I guess, plan music, and it's it's called 2021. So I have a deadline, self-imposed, when it has to be done, but actually I'm making great progress on it. So I hope by the fall I have something tangible and ready to go. I'm finishing up, tidying up some of the writing, and uh, I've got a nice little recording set up at home, so I'll be able to do a lot of it here, and maybe I'll take some of it elsewhere and get somebody with a little more expertise to put some finishing touches on it. So I'm excited about that. So, Steve, thank you so much for sharing your music with us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Warren. It's great to have this conversation, and it's been a lot of fun uh, making this music, and got lots more uh, coming, I hope. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Steve Zatt, singer-songwriter who writes songs on themes about the Baha'i faith.
You can find his music on his YouTube channel, Steve Zat Music, Zat being Z-A-A-T. You can find this interview and other interviews on abahaiperspective.com and on the YouTube channel, A Baha'i Perspective. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching for A Baha'i Perspective. For information specifically on the Baha'i faith, you can go to the website baha'i.org or you can call the number 1-800-22-UNITE. I hope you join me next time on A Baha'i Perspective. This is WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, your Valley Free Radio Station, streaming at www.valleyfreeradio.org.